Hey everyone, it's Melly here. Welcome back to the Just Begin podcast. Um, this is our season two. We pretty much didn't have like a real season one because you know we're working, we were figuring it out. However, we're gonna start new, and this is season two of the Just Begin podcast. And um, we just released our one year anniversary excuse me, our one-year birthday edition, and that just came out in the beginning of June. Um, it's been one year just to begin, and we're so happy to see how far we've come. And so um, today's episode is actually really special because Barbie, our creative partnerships editor, and I got to interview the sister duo behind We Are Millennial Women um, podcasts. So to give you a little background about them, we Are Millennial Women is a platform for inspirational, insightful, and resourceful content targeting women of our generation. Those women being millennial women. Melissa, her name, one of the sisters also named Melissa, and Melissa and Stephanie are sisters and the founders of Millennial Women. In 2018, they created a multimedia content platform with the mission of helping women of our generation navigate the challenging journey of life through a lens of personal relevance. Their primary focus is meeting the interests, inspirations, and aspirations of millennial women. And reaching them requires an understanding of their aspirations and motivations. At the beginning of their company story, they began with a traveling podcast that incorporated live podcast events with a live audience across America to fully understand the millennial women. Since then, they have evolved to creating a podcast that delivers stories from the voices that have created a tidal wave of impact for the women of today. These two sisters are so special. They were so genuine and nice to speak to. And um, I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Please make sure to follow um, We Are Millennial Women and just begin. All of our social media will be in the show notes. And um, let's get started. So um, I want to say thank you to everyone who uh, is here today. I'm really excited to be able to have this conversation um, just for the simple fact that we have all an interesting really, interesting and funny relationship on how we all started and all met. Um, I know to begin, uh, Steph and Mel, we um, met in 2018 when We Are Millennial Women was at a point in its uh, journey that it was developing into something great. I remember when I joined the intern team, it was like a mission that I could definitely say I, I aligned with and I still align with because the purpose and, and the mission of Millennial Women Inc. It was inspiring to me at a time when I needed a community, um, especially in the, in the Miami area. So when I got the opportunity to see what it was that both of you were creating for women like myself and as everyone here on, in this podcast can say, is this sense of community and support and just like feeling like there is a space for everyone, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of just kind of how we all came to be. And I was, I was talking to uh, uh, Mel about just this, the upcoming edition for Just Begin. People that I could think of for this theme of the magazine for July are the both of you because the podcast is primarily storytelling and talking to women and their stories and how they you know began and kind of understanding a little bit about 
their com themselves as, uh, as an entrepreneur or as a creative or you name it. Cause I know the array of people that you've spoken to spreads beyond just, um, creatives. Right. So, um, that's just kind of how it came to be in my head. And I, I'm so happy that we are having this conversation today. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, we have such fond memories, you know, back in our little office in Hialeah with you there. <laughs> and, you know, I just think um, that was really the sole mission and vision from day one for us. It was always to really create a platform for millennial women, not only on our podcast, but also in our team, you know, millennial women in the early days really was a millennial woman effort. And so it was really important, you know, for us to, to work with other millennials in building what is now millennial women talk. And, you know, it's, it's, it was all those moments that you and so many of our other interns were there. We were all just creating this, this beautiful thing. And now four years later, which is crazy, you know, it has evolved into everything that we're doing now and it continues to evolve because that's what the journey's about. Right. But we're just so honored that, you know, you reached out and that you have us on this platform now. And we're just so grateful to you girls. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Thank you for taking the time. I think it's so, it's so crazy how life gets like, you know, full circle. Yep. So when Barbie was telling me of how she inter interned with you two, I thought like that would be such an interesting podcast because um, we can hear about how much you guys evolved in just four years and how much you've grown. So I think that's very exciting and very side note, Melissa, when she shared with me, you're, you're probably know where I'm going with this. When she shared with me your photo, I was like, I know this girl. Who is she? And I'm like, and then I was thinking of like, I was like, wait, she's from the Hialeah show. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I know this woman. I'm like, I know her. And I was like, if I'm going to tell my mom afterwards, she's like, loves the show. So when she finds out I'm oh. speaking to you, she's going to freak out. <laughs> that's amazing well I have some good news I, I, I we had a very lengthy call last night about the show yeah. so season two is actually coming out we're filming in August and so there is going to be a that's, second season I that's so exciting oh my god you know, so I, I live in Miami though, so yeah. I get stopped all the time about the show and people are like come on like you've kept us waiting I was like I know I know but don't worry we're working on it so we'll that be, is so, so excited <laughs> and Barbie was telling you, she she watched the show with her family as well. Her brother, right, Barb? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My brother and I talk about it all the time because he was just sharing it to me. I'm like, you do know I know the, the main story. Of the show. <laughs> do you know I the main know star. the actress? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's some I major cool sister points, B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my 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 family is very funny when it comes to these things. They're just like, oh, okay, cool. Like you make friends with everybody. Um. So, yeah. They're just like, oh, okay, not the friends. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So, um, one of the things that I was like, you know, discussing with Mel is because you know, for those who don't know Millennial Woman Inc., just I'm curious, you know, if you could share about what's the origin story. Yeah. Uh, we're millennial women and how did the podcast come to fruition well I'll let Melly take over this one yeah. because she she dragged me on the journey so <laughs> you can kick it off sissy 
<laughs> I did, I did. And as and as Melissa mentioned, you know, I mean, I'm a producer at heart and actress, and I just I love to create content. That's that's who I am at my core. And so, um, you know, Stephanie and I, I had just gotten off of a big Nickelodeon TV show, moved back to Los Angeles, um, and Steph was already there for her singing, and her and I were just probably in another low point in our life, and you know, we were sharing this really tiny one bedroom, one bathroom apartment in the Valley of Los <laughs> Angeles. Um, and we were struggling for a couple of years and we were looking for something to motivate us. And so there was literally nothing, nothing in podcasting, movies, film, nothing that was speaking to us, to millennial women. And so we just found ourselves watching the movie Rocky again and again, which is a great movie. And I still love it to this day. But, you know, I'm like, how can there not be anything for millennial women, right? That's motivational, that's inspiration, that's giving us those tips and resources. And so the producer that I am, I decided to write a script. Uh, so Stephanie and I collaborated on a TV series called Millennial Girls. We pitched it around town. Everybody loved it, but nobody wanted to invest the money on it. They loved mm -hmm. us two together. They loved the core values and the foundation of the show. But they were like, well, I don't know if we can invest in the story, right? And a light bulb just came off and I was like, oh my gosh, this is not a TV show. This is a podcast because there's no way that we can get to know the women of our generation through fictional characters. We got to meet them. We got to be with them. We got to speak to them. They got to be around us. Like we have to give them and us the ability to relate to each other, to what Stephanie always points out so beautifully to prove that fundamentally we're so much more alike than we are different. And the whole goal was, yes, to inspire and yes, to provide resources, but more importantly, to provide different perspectives, because therefore we are able to understand each other. We'll be able to relate to each other and understand that we are not alone in our own individual journeys. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how the podcast sort of came to be. So it started as a traveling podcast pre-COVID, which hopefully we'll get back on the road mm -hmm. next year, I'm hoping. Um, but, you know, we love what we do. It became like an accidental project. <laughs> to be honest with you. And I, I dragged Stephanie along. She said yes. And, um, and we're three seasons in four years in and, and here we are millennial women talk. The podcast was born. I love that you said that Mel, cause you really dragged me, but let's be honest, you got me in the travel. <laughs> I only knew one microphone my whole life. So I was like, what do you mean a podcast? Like I'm a singer. Like, what do you mean? But you know, it, I also felt really passionate about really creating a platform for millennial women to represent themselves, right? Because, you know, sometimes when you hear the word millennial, you get an eye roll or like, a, yeah. because there's such a negative, you know, kind of narrative surrounding millennial, that word, you know, in media and TV, film, all these things. And so I was like, no, at the same time, like we were meeting incredible millennial women. And so that was also a very important factor for us, a driving force that was like, you know what, why, why continue allowing people to write the narrative for millennial? Like just listen to the millennial woman voice. And then you, you know, form your own opinion, thoughts and perspectives, but it all surrounds that. Right. And so I'm just really happy because like Mel said, it was an accidental project, but it kind of turned into our life's purpose, you know? So it was, it's, it's evolved really beautifully, to be honest. I wanted to piggyback off what Melissa had said. So do you feel like when this idea for a TV show came to be, was it more so because of the time? So whenever this idea popped in your head, I'm not sure what year that was, was it correlated more so of the time period or more so what was going on in your own personal timeline? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it came into what I knew, right? And like, I just, 
I knew how to produce scripted and non-scripted projects. I sold my first non-scripted TV show when I was 22 years old and I got a taste of what that was like and I really loved it. That's how I really fell in love with producing and creating. And so I kind of leaned back to the kind of, I went back to my toolbox and the things that I knew. So naturally I was like, of course the TV show, right? And I started to dabble into podcasting by myself on Anchor, um, you know, with a friend of mine at ESPN. And the whole idea for that show was to, to showcase, you know, other roles in entertainment that were not just actor, writer, director that everybody knew, but to, you know, give an outlet for young adults to see that there's other jobs in the entertainment business that maybe they didn't know about and they want to get into. Um, I loved the idea, but it wasn't like my passion, right? I just, but I loved podcasting. So I kind of, after the show, like when people kept not wanting to buy the TV show itself, but kept putting her and I together and we've always wanted to work together. I was like, oh my gosh, podcasting. Cause I had already dabbled into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a whole new world for me. I, I didn't know how to do a podcast. I didn't know, like, how do you market it and, and all these things. So it was like a new venture for us, but yeah, you know, t- to answer your question, I went back to what I knew. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so now, I mean, to my next question, um, along the way up until today, um, what has been a lesson you carry today in hindsight of what happened to each of you? So I guess this is, you know, a question for the both of you. So feel free to have wants to answer. I think Mel knows my biggest lesson and it's like, I preach it to everyone anytime I get a chance. Cause I felt like I was like, oh, I dug up the gold in life lessons <laughs> in this whole journey, you know, for, for me, it was like, and even for Mel and for everyone, we always know what we want. Like we know the end goal, we know the dream and you know, we also think and wish and we want to manifest it. Right. And then some of us even pray and we're talking to God and like, I just want this. I just want this. Right. And so I always use the analogy of a cake. Like we pray to God for the cake, which is the big dream. But what we fail to realize is that God doesn't give you the cake. He gives you the batter, the eggs, the bowl, the oven, and then it's up to you to do it all together and make the cake for yourself. Right. And so the hardest thing for anyone. And for me, this was the biggest lesson was to dissect that huge, huge dream into small daily tasks that you can do every single day to get there. And, you know, for me, it was always that, that question that like, what did you do today to get you closer to your goal used to give me so much anxiety because I would be like, um, I thought about it. I made a vision board. You know what I mean? I, I was dreaming, you know, imagining myself there, but what was I really doing? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's really important to share that because the minute that I applied a practicalness into my life, and I know Barbie can, can, can quote me on here because I know I've had many conversations with her in specific about this because it really has been the biggest lesson for me. But the minute that I really applied a practicality to my life in general, like, what am I putting in is what I'm going to get out. Like, what are those tasks? And it could be as simple as a DM, as an email, but you have to be doing, moving towards that end goal, right? You got to put your ingredients together. You got to, you know, you got to take the steps towards that. So for me, that's been, I think the biggest lesson because that lesson translates in everything in life, whatever endeavor I may have or whatever endeavor you may have, 
You just got to work on getting those tasks down to the T that you can actually do every single day. And then that propels you forward to actually manifesting it. It's really in the doing, it's really in the action. So what is that action for you? So that's been my biggest lesson. I would love to learn Melly's. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we share that common one for sure because we worked on that together. But another one that her and I share e equally too, and it's funny because we're not twins, I'm the older sister, but we share a lot of things in common. <laughs> and so the second one was really getting rid of the starving artist mentality because we were yeah. entertainers first. You know, everybody tells you like, well, you can't get paid first until you do this. Or, you know, you got to take this little salary because you got to work to it. And or so, you don't right, want it. Or like paying your dues. Free. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Paying yeah, your yeah. dues. Right. And so, yeah. I mean, I've been an entertainer for over 15 years and they still want to tell me to pay my dues. I'm like, okay, till when, like till I die, I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah. So That's I, right. her, yes. yeah. So her and I like had to sit down with ourselves and say, we are worth something, you know, like in the beginning we didn't have a, you know, a gazillion followers or anything like that or, or listeners, but you, we had to put a dollar amount, whether it was a hundred dollars, 500, a thousand, whatever it is, we were providing a service for people. You know, a lot of people think content creators are like, I don't know why they just think they don't see the value. They're just like, Oh, but you're picking up a camera or you're pressing record. I'm like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. The work that goes into creating content yeah. is, is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so we were like, no, we, we get we it. Cannot, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're like, no, we need to put a dollar amount on this. Okay. And yes, I believe in working yourself up as you grow, but we have yeah. to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And her and yeah. I took a lot of courage to do that because we, we kind of had to put our big girl pants and say, this is what we're going to be doing. We, this has to be a career. If not, then why would radio be making money? Why would TV or film be making money? You know, a lot of people don't know this, but on my Nickelodeon show, although it opened up a lot of doors for me, it was a non-union show. And when you are a non-union show, you don't get paid um, residuals, which is how most actors on television make a living. They can actually live their life mm -hmm. is because as they, as the show airs all over the world, all over the country, you get money every time they play it. So we never saw Our show has been aired all over the country. It's still airing all over the country. I get new followers from all over the country all the time. We don't see a singer, single dollar. We got paid the littlest just to do the show, like the minimal. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when, you know, when I got off the TV show that me and Steph were like trying to make ends meet, we didn't have no money. They're like, I don't get it. You're in a TV show. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand the type of right. show that this was. Right. So yeah. there's so many different things. And looking back, I'm like, you know, I even tried to negotiate that contract and my agent was like, no, like this is, you're never going to get an opportunity like this. And they yeah. put that pressure and I just signed it. Right. And I don't regret it. And I'll tell you why, because it opens up all these new doors for me. I'm able to, to do all these amazing things. So at the end of the day, I think especially for creators, especially for and especially entrepreneurs. for women, mm -hmm. and especially for women. Because after you, after I, I'm going to hold this thought, but keep on, Mel. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. And so I just feel like it's really, really important to put a dollar amount to what you are providing. At the end of the day, it's like what I said yeah. earlier. This is a service. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to pay to buy food, I'm not going into Trader Joe's and walking out with bananas. I got to check out first. I got to pay first. So there's an exchange. I, I, there's an exchange. And so this is the biggest lesson her and I learned, you know, these two that she just shared between the tasks and the money part was the biggest, biggest lesson that we learned. And, you know, we, we coach a lot of podcasters with our course and a lot of them are like, well, I don't see myself monetizing in season one. I'm like, actually, that was the biggest mistake Stephanie and I did was not monetize in season one because you can. 
You're mm-hmm. not going to charge a thousand dollars, but you can charge 50 bucks, 150. You mm-hmm. can start covering your costs. You can start covering, you know, your distribution, your zoom. Let's say this is 1499 a month, right? Yeah. You can have somebody cover that for you. So it's, it's not about maybe you might not profit your first year, but you should be covering some business costs. Mm-hmm. And that was such a big lesson. You guys, like, I can't even tell you, like Steph and I look back at it now. We're like, wow, we left money on the table. Yeah. I, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. You go ahead. No, no, no. I just, because it's a perfect segue, like with our students, you know, we actually, the only students of ours that have monetized during our time together have been boys. And it's not because we haven't told the girls to do it because mainly our students, you know, we teach this, we preach this, but the only ones that were able to monetize were boys. And that really blew my mind because I was like, what is the difference here? What they're getting the same knowledge, but why do women prolong in asking for the money versus the boys were like, they scored a deal, right? I was like, so that's been a very big lesson for us too. Now, as we have kind of taken another seat, you know, as podcast coaches and helping people, you know, launch their own podcast, it's been extremely interesting how this lesson, you know, is, is, um, is a work in progress, mainly for female creators when it comes to, you know, if we are going to compare, but I just wanted to share that because I think it's really important to point out. Yeah. I, I know. I feel like Barbie's thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. I definitely needed to hear that because we recently just decided to um, finally charge people to read our magazine this month in our one year, because we have released since 2020, we've released 12 editions. So every month we have come out with a new edition, which it takes hours of our time, a countless of hours of writing these articles, interviewing the guests, writing them. We have interns and we have been releasing them for free for the whole year of last year. All free, everything's free. No one had to pay to be interviewed. We were like featuring a ton of different uh, businesses and creatives. And then now it it took me and Barbie a minute. Like we were like, should we do it? I don't know. Like no one's going to read it. Like what's the point? But it's like, we have to, what you said, Melissa, like you need to like put a price for it because if you want it to be a career, you have to decide that now. Like what, what are we doing it for? You know, like just for fun, we're creating this whole magazine I just for fun, you know, like that was not the case. Like it's definitely a passion of mine of what we do. So it's like what you said, I was like, okay, I needed to hear that. I feel much better. And if we, if our numbers go down a bit and then it's like, whatever, we're going to find the right people who really support us. Cause that was like the fear of it all. It's like, okay, now we're charging. And then the numbers aren't as high as I thought it would be, you know? But you got to work on that because you're also projecting that. And that Mm -hmm. comes from your emotional side. So when you, and and I'm only saying this from experience, listen, Mm -hmm. this is the biggest lesson for Mel, you know, between the cake analogy and the starving artist, this is really what we're actively working on. And, you know, it's really a set of mind. So Mm -hmm. you have to tap into your business mind, everything that says I'm going to lose followers or anything of insecurity of self doubt, you got to squash that. Because yeah. you're going to project that onto your project and that's what's going to manifest, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you don't want to think like that at all. You want to think business. What is the value? What's the exchange? And this is the monetary actual value. And that's it. It's just an yeah. exchange. You know, you're providing value and this is how much that value is. 
And it's the same way, like Mel said, you would go to Trader Joe's, you would buy a banana, here's the exchange. You know, somebody is, is putting it in a bag, they, that's an exchange too, they're getting paid. You know, it's, money is an exchange. So what are you gonna offer in exchange? And that's really what it is. There's nothing about, well, nobody's gonna come. No grocery store is like, oh, nobody's gonna come, right? Yeah. Like, they don't think like that. This is a business. So we, we, gotta, we gotta shift that in our brains and every time we go into emotional stuff, we say, no, 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 go back to business. This is a business. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more simple than we think. We overcomplicate it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. There's an exchange and this is how much it costs. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We definitely got to get that mindset out. And it was, I'm so happy when you guys said what you said, because that made a lot of sense in my head and I was like, okay, I needed to hear Yay. that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I think even, uh, I was just going to add on just even also owning whatever it is that, for example, I know you and I, um, Mel, when we were talking this week with our interns and just like asking for feedback on whether or not we price the magazine at a good number, like, oh, is that too high for people? But like now hearing uh, Steph and Mel talk about this exact topic, now that I'm thinking about it out loud, mm -hmm. like, I don't really think, you know, I, I personally don't think that we should change the price, you know, because yeah. I mean, I think it's too you, low. Personally. <laughs> you're right. But then after seeing the turnout and thinking like, oh, okay, maybe we just priced it too high. So maybe we should go lower. It's also even going back to questioning the value of the work we're doing. I'm not entirely surprised that the men in the podcast course that you've had so far we're quick to monetize because that to me isn't surprising. I mean, I've heard this before, you know, when it comes to even negotiating salaries and contracts, like men are the first ones to negotiate those things in without hesitation. Um, so I think it's a bit of a reprogramming there and how as women we have to approach these things and treat it as a normal thing. Like, no, this is what I think I am worth. And I mean, whatever the outcome is, it is the outcome. But eventually if you continue on steering down that path of what your worth is, it's going to turn out into what it is that you want. So like the external, the internal won't then become the external. Absolutely. And you know, it, it, I think of this moment, um, Oprah has shared this many times and you know, when she was, um, before she had her show that she was, uh, on, on a local show, I think in Baltimore, that she was trying to negotiate her salary with her counterpart who was a male doing the same job. I, you know, her boss was saying, but he's got a family and he's got a house and he's got all these things, right? They put the male to be like the end all be all in sort of the structure of the home. And if a single woman, let's just put an example, like Oprah at the time, like a single woman, no children. So she can't have the right to have the same salary because her expenses are not as much as let's say the male counterpart that one does not have to do with the other. It's about the, the, what you are providing. If you're providing the same resources, if you're doing the same thing, for example, our male, you know, podcasters and our female, they're doing the same thing. They're both creating shows. They're both putting in the same amount of hours. Why is it that? Because it's a guy, right? And that mentality is, oh, but I've got all this, right? Let's say he has a stay at home wife or something. It doesn't matter. Women have to understand and men too, we are equal. If we're doing the same amount of work, whether it's expenses or not, one has more expenses. That's not my problem. You know what I mean? Like we all have stuff that we want to, put, whether that's buy a house, whether that's support our family, whether that's, you know, our children, whatever. If you're a single girl that wants to travel the world, who cares? However you want to spend your money is how you spend it, but you have to know your value. And one doesn't have to do with the other. And I always remember that because a lot of people love to put that excuse, you know, and that's not it. Your value is your value. Put a price to it, fight for it and demand it because you can. Yeah. 
That was powerful. I totally agree with you. And um, I think me and Barbie both needed to hear that again. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, because we had been, we've been on calls back and forth, like trying to figure out a new strategy. What are we doing wrong? But I also think like what you said, Stephanie, of like, if we're thinking that way, we're like giving that energy out there. Absolutely. You know, so I, this was super helpful for us. And um, I guess this kind of could lead me towards my next question that we have here. So both of your creatives, I grew up in Miami, which is a city that lacked the support of a creative community during our childhood. So in what season of your lives are you currently exploring? <laughs> you want to go ahead, Mel? I actually want you to go first on this one. So what season I'm experiencing currently in my life? which is so interesting because I'm actually living in Miami and I hadn't lived here in Miami since my early twenties. And <coughs> excuse me. I remember like when I was living here, I felt exactly what you said. There was like a lack of like the city, the city was always multicultural, but to call it an artsy city, that was a bit of a stretch, mm -hmm. right? I was like, no, I got to get out of here. There's like no art. And I was, you know, I was always an artist. I was into music. And so moving back, so pre-pandemic, I kind of had no choice because I was in Los Angeles and I was definitely not going to do the pandemic in California. So I was like, let me go back to Florida. I stayed with mom and pop and I was just trying to figure it out. I got a ticket then to London, but then the pandemic kept on. So I was like, all right, so I think I'm going to stay in Miami. And so I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm going to stay in Miami, but I got to get my own place. And I was, I was turning 30. I just turned 30 in April. And so I just kept on, okay, if I'm going to stay in Miami, like I'm going to turn 30. I can't be with my parents. Like, I, I was just like really going through it. And, you know, at, like during the pandemic for many of us, it was so emotionally, mentally, spiritually, very draining. And so this is what I was going through. I was like, what is life? Where, where, you know, I, I didn't know what my next move was, but we had a year to think about it. Right. <laughs> you know, and I feel, I feel for Barbie cause you're in Germany. So I know that things are very different than it is in Florida, but you know, the season that I'm in in my life is I, I made it happen. I, I turned 30. I literally moved into my place on Miami beach on my 30th birthday and I'm really rediscovering Miami and really seeing how Miami has changed so much, you know, and not to say I'm going to stay here forever. Everyone that knows me personally, I have a bird for a soul. And so who knows, but for right now, you know, it's, it's, it's really a new chapter in my life. And I just, and, and it's so funny because I was also even telling Mel, you know, we just finished wrapping up our season three and just to see the trajectory from season one, who I was as a person to season three, how I showed up on that set was completely, completely different. And it makes me a little bit emotional because from season one, like I was always fr coming from such a low self-esteem place, low confidence, so self-critical to now in, you know, season three and in this new season of my life, that I feel so much more like I understand myself more. And, you know, like the, the investment that I made of my personal self-development journey years ago is really starting to 
you know, show up now in my life. And that's the season that I'm in. I'm in a totally different chapter. Mel always said, wait till you're in your thirties. And I'm like, something clicked. I was like, I turned 30 and I was just like, all right, guys, this is who I am. Welcome world. Ready to see me. Like, it was just so weird, but I really feel like I'm in such an amazing place and not because everything is lined up, but just because I found this kind of stillness, this peace within just my own internal world. And that's what I really hope for everyone. You know, when you are able to finally calm the storms in your own mind, in your own spirit, and just come to this place of like stillness, you know, anything else in, in, in the world can be madness and chaotic, but internally, when you're able to unlock where it is that you have to go internally to find your peace and happiness, then you're really actually joyful. So that's kind of the season that I'm in. And, you know, like, like life is a bunch of mountaintops and valleys, and I'm just really enjoying this mountaintop at the moment. And um, Mel can attest to it because she's been along for my ride. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to hear yours, Mel. I love it. You know, when, we, when, I talk, when, when I hear you talk about Miami Red, I feel like Steph and I had that in common. We always felt like our careers were never here. It's like, we have to yeah. leave. We got to go to California. We, you know, it was always like the dream, right? There's yeah. nothing happening here. Um, and, you know, when I created Hialeah Series, it, it, it brought me back to my roots, right? I was, I was born and raised there. And although I grew up in Miami Lakes, it's still Hialeah. We have the same zip code. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. We're still in Hialeah. And it's just a bridge. It's just it's a bridge. It's the same. It's the same. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, I don't know why people always. If, any, like, if anybody's in the Miami area listening to this podcast, don't get mad. It's literally just a bridge. Don't get mad. It's literally just a bridge. I love it. And it's funny because I, it brought me back to who I am. And I had that full circle moment again when I watched In the Heights the other day. And I said, why is it that we always run away from our home? Like, why? Why can't we invest back in our home? Mm. You know, the other day, um, my fiance, who's Dominican, his family lives in Hylia Gardens. And we always have to take Okeechobee. We live in Miami Beach and we take Okeechobee to go to their house. And as we're there, I'm like looking around I'm like, man, Hylia is like really expanding. I see this. I see that. These new apartments are so nice. And he's like, yeah, there's a, it's like a bunch of kids that we grew up with that are now investing in Hialeah. And I said, oh my gosh, that's what you're supposed to do. You got to invest back in your community. You don't leave it and abandon it. You invest in it for it to be better, bigger, uh, more modern, whatever that may be. Right. And so for me, you know, I'm in a season of my life and it's so funny. We're talking about this because me and Steph were literally talking about this in the car. And I said, I'm in a season of rooting. I want to put roots somewhere. I don't know where yet, you know, like I've been living in Miami beach for over three years. I love it. Um, but I don't know where my forever home is. I don't know if that's back in Hialeah. I don't know if that's up North in Florida. I don't know, but where do I want to be rooted? Where do I want to get back? And my bigger dream in my life has always been to own my own studio because like I mentioned, I found my calling at 22. I thought I was going to be an actress and truly I love producing, creating content. And I always see so much talent in independent uh, creators. Like Steph, the other day, we were on a podcast that we love. And I was like, man, like if I had my studio, there would be a show that I would pick up. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. really push and put out there because I, I, love, I love that, you know? So where would I want to build that big dream, like in that goal? And so 
although it's like what Steph said, there's a bigger dream at the end of all this. I'm excited for what I'm doing now that's going to build to that, whatever that is, right? Me and our dad always said to us, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. So I'm like, I've got all these visions and these goals, but I'm obedient to the calling. So wherever he tells me to go, I will go. Um, so I'm in a season now of, of rooting. I'm in a season of, of, of building and working really hard, of excitement, truly. Um, I, me and Steph are so aligned. We're so connected in the bigger mission and the vision. Um, yeah. And it's really just putting in the work, doing those tasks day to day and living my life, still enjoying my life. Because that was something I never did. When I first yeah. got into my business, um, especially in entertainment, I don't have time for anybody. I don't have time to live my life. It's all about the grind. And yes, you have to grind it out. But what if I die tomorrow? God forbid. I don't know where I have wood around here, but God forbid. I'm not going okay. <laughs> what, to. What do I have to show for? A career? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like content? That's great. You guys can all watch me on the internet forever. But where are the memories? Where are those, those moments? You know, we, we said goodbye to our grandparents home in Hialeah, I think a week and a half ago. And I'm looking at all these photos of memories, of just memories of them, of us as children, us growing up. And I'm like, this is what matters. It's these moments of saying, remember this? Remember that? Oh my gosh, this person was so funny when this happened. They're not going to remember. Oh my gosh, do you remember that deal we made? Like, who cares? So it's about making memories, living my life, working hard, yes, and rooting myself and immersing myself in who I am in my culture. You know, our parents are Cuban. And so- it's like being back in that. And, um, and it's funny. I'm just having this whole, I'm 33 and it's true. Like, and I told Steph, I'm like, once you turn 30, a lot of things are going to click for you. And, and it's, and I do believe it because it's happened for me and it's happening for her, but that's kind of the season that I'm in. And um, I don't know if anybody else out there is feeling the same thing, but yeah. give back to your community. It's so important. Don't run away from it, nourish it and love it. It's, it's Absolutely. your roots. It's where you're from and give back to it. And that was really what, why Hialeah was born too, was just a, a love letter to my community and to my culture, truly. Oh, that was so beautiful. Um, I really enjoyed hearing you uh, speak on that topic uh, of community. Um, and, and, and I think that plays off into the next question that I wanna ask. Um, the both of you um, is, I know that you've interviewed an array of women of stories that inspire. Um, so what is it about stories that make them so powerful, so powerful? You know, it, it's for me at least, and I would love to hear Steph's perspective. It's, it's really about the journey. I'm a curious person. If you see all my home videos as a little kid, I'm literally telling my dad, I'm like, and why this? Y por qué esto? I'm like, and my dad's like, I don't know. He's like, he couldn't even answer my questions half of the time. I'm very curious. And I always want to know the why of things. Like, why did this happen? Or why, how did you get here? And you know, what were you feeling? All these things. I love to get to the root. And sometimes Steph is like, sometimes you, you kind of intrude a little bit in the questions, you know, cause I just need to know, right. If you're the successful person, let's just say financially a multimillionaire or a billionaire, which this season we've, we've had a lot of wealthy people. You know, my question is always like, okay, but what was that big challenge? Or did you ever feel depressed? Did you ever want to give up? Like, what was this dark moment? Because we've all been there. We cannot sit here and say, we've never felt that in our life. Because it's not true. We're human beings. Our emotions get the best of us. And sometimes, you know, when you have these big goals and these visions, they're in your mind. But then you sit down in your home and you're like, but this is my reality, right? It's so hard to not feel depressed and down and, and, and be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I need to know from somebody successful, 
what was that like for you? Because I need to know that I'm not alone in this, right? And also to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that if they did it, I could do it. It's just that, that and it sounds so silly and it sounds a little bit, you know, whatever, right? But for me, in these stories, these incredible stories is, I need to know, have you been where I've been? And I know that now that you've come on the other side of it, I can too. It's almost like a confirmation, right? So for us, you know, when we're picking our guests, it's, it's looking, looking for people that have a clear mission and vision and what they do. And also looking at their story from like an underdog perspective. I love underdog stories because I've always been one. And so I love people that face a lot of adversity, a lot of challenge. And how did they get there? Um, because again, it's to generate at the end of the day, we're trying to generate different perspectives. We're trying to, you know, showcase that we're so much more alike than we are different. So when we're looking at the stories, we're answering these questions, Stephanie and I, and if they don't align, we move on, but we hand select every single guest for our show. It's very important that her and I do a lot of research. I mean, we, I say we researched the whole year. And the reason why I say that is because we're online and we're like, oh, when somebody resonates, I'm like, put them on the list. Like we pitch it to each other. We put them on the list. So we generate a whole list of, of potential guests. We don't get all of them, but you know, we definitely work really, really tirelessly to provide the best stories possible for, for our listeners. I love that, Mel. It's so, so, so true. You know, what makes a good story is just the authentic rawness of it. I think, you know, for so long, a lot of people relied on their PR or, you know, just the surface stuff. It was so like, what are you trying to sell at the moment? And what is that during interviews? And so like Mel and I, we don't let that slide when you are on the interview. And it is funny because I always tell Mel, we got to get there, but do it with love. Always remember love. But Mel's a very competitive person. So <laughs> she's like, I can feel the energy because we're so in sync. She's like, they're not giving what I want. I got to dig deeper. So like, I feel all that. And, and that's happened before. And, I'm, yeah. and as they say, they're like surface level answer. I'm right. like, okay, but hold on. And I go, I again. already know. I already know. <laughs> I, and that's why I'm always like, I, Mel takes the next question. She's going to shoot because I already know that energy. And it's, and it's not to, it is not to, you know, open up somebody and be so vulnerable there. Like we do it with a lot of love, but the reason why it's so important because the authenticity is what changes the world. Because when you're authentic and you're raw, it just creates this reson, like people can resonate with that because we're all so much more alike than we are different. And in order to create real change within our society is the more authentic, the more of the realness that's brought to the surface and actually talked about. That's when we're going to really for our listeners, that's what's going to allow them to grow. If everything is in the surface and they still think, oh, that person made it because they married somebody that was a billionaire and, and the whole facade of things, that's not value. You just spent an hour with us for nothing, you know, and that's what we've been fed for so long. And so, you know, those kind of stories we're not interested anymore. And I do think that as a generation, as a world, we have awakened to that. We are like, oh, that feels very surfacey. That's not clicking. That feels fake. We're ready like that. And so that's really actually exciting because we, we are starting to really realize you know, things and not allowing surface things to fly by anymore, right? And so what makes a story very powerful is when somebody is 
willing and able to share the real story. And that's, you know, the day-to-day, hour-by-hour mindset shifts. That's what I want to know about. What, what, like, what are you thinking about? And then how are you getting yourself out of that to be able to propel forward? Like, so those are the things that we like to focus on because ultimately that's what it is. Nobody's a machine. Nobody. We all have to deal with a spectrum, especially women, a spectrum of emotions every single day. And what are we doing to navigate through that? And how are we pushing through? And then also when we reach the mountaintop and a valley comes, what are we doing there? And so that's what really intrigues me in stories. And it's ultimately just the the story of life because that is what we truly all have in common. You know, we're all going through life together. And so at the very same time, like how cool is that? You know, the, the world has been around for so long, but we're here at the very same time together. And yeah. so that's also, you know, we, we love to put, put people together and focus on things that, that can bring us together versus the things that can divide us. And so, you know, I know I, I went on a little bit of a tangent, but I'm really passionate about that. And that was a great question. Um, what makes a story good, Barbie? I'm so <laughs> happy that you asked that because, you know, I think it's important, you know, whenever everyone has a story and when you're asked to tell your story, just say the truth because that's what's going to help people. That's what's going to make it valuable. The surface, it doesn't make a difference, you know, like it doesn't make a change. So if you ever have the opportunity to share your story, be brave enough to actually share it. I I love that answer. I totally agree with you. We definitely run into that problem a lot when we interview people for our magazine. Um, We really want to stop um, accepting like, like email interviews. So a lot of people will pitch you, they'll be like, oh, we just want to um, do it over email. And it's like, that's just not enough. Like no one's really going to learn from that. So we're really right. trying to s- stray away from that. And just because that like desperate mentality, like, no, we need the interview. But it's like, do we really need it if it's going to be surface level? You know? Exactly. So what's the point? Like you said, like, what's the point of this hour that we spent together? what is it so, yeah yeah so um that's kind of I totally relate to that because me and Barbie have had that conversation recently but um to move into our next thing we're going to actually go into a word association game to close out the podcast and Barbie you have the words listed yes so um the first word is women what's the first thing that comes to mind strong for me, yeah, it's, it's empathy and it's power. Next, faith. Oh, it's everything. <laughs> it's, it's everything. It's, uh, without that, there's just, there's, how I mean, could you live your life? Community. Yeah. What was the next word? Community. Ooh, necessary as well. You yeah, I would. Community. I would say it's vital, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't live life alone. It's, it's very hard. Absolutely. Love. Ooh, I keep on saying necessary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> vital. It's vital. Love is vital. L- love is your soul. You know, that's, I, that, that's who you are. Love is your authentic you. Love that, Mel. Life. Life. Life is art. Life is fun, believe it or not. I know it has its challenges, but life is fun. We're in a playground. Hate. 
Ooh, that's unhealed wounds. Ooh, I agree with that. I agree with that. I can't, I can't come up with something better. I agree with that. You guys are so poetic. I love all your answers. I'm like, you can tell they're related. They come up with the best. I'm like, I would be like, I don't know. I overthink too much. The next word is a failure. It's not part of the process. Yeah. Failure is not is, listen, I, and I wrote it. It's so funny you mentioned, I wrote it on my Instagram. Failure is quitting. That is true. Failure. A setback is not a failure. That's That's not. That is a lesson learned. Or redirection. Yeah. I mean, that was something that I learned from the both of you failing forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only way through. It's like we we expect, you know, like when you look at a major league baseball player, you, you don't, you didn't see like the little leagues and the little, you know, it's like so much had gone through it, but we just expect to show up in life and be like, oh, well, I decided to do this thing. And now I'm like amazing at it. No, it takes practice. You're yeah. going to mess up. Like it's a part of the process and it's the part of the process that's necessary in order to reach excellency, not perfection. Perfection doesn't exist, but you want to be excellent. And in order to be excellent at anything, you got to fail. Like, you, you know, even when you're bodybuilders, like your muscles are failing and breaking and all that, like, it's just practical. And that's what oh. I really want people to know. It's like common sense. We got, we got to apply practicality into our lives, into our goals and dreams. And so Mel, go ahead. Cause I know you want to jump in on here. No, I mean, we all walk, right? Did we give up when we were babies because we fell exactly. a million times? And now we're like, we're, walking isn't for me. I know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my God, it's so true. It's going to work out. Like, no, we have to Talking? Forget about talking. I can't do it. <laughs> I think it's important to go back to our inner child, right? I yeah. think it's, it, you know, obviously, and Steph and I talked about this yesterday. Yes, there's a lot of healing sometimes that has to be done, but we have to go back to that innocence, that, that magical mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, uh, one of my favorite authors, Tim Story, wrote uh, the Miracle Mentality book. I suggest everybody go get it. It's really wonderful. Um, but it's going back to your inner child and really understanding that, you know, life is really not that complicated and hard. We allow the outside noise to disrupt our inner voice and our inner mind and our hearts and our souls. And we cannot allow that. So I just think at the end of the day, when you fail at something, think about that you didn't fail at one years old when you fell a million and one times and look, you're walking today. So you just keep pressing forward. Yeah. Now we have two more words. Um, The last two is stories. Stories. Well, I think we kind of talked about that. Stories is share your story, share your authentic story. That's what comes up to my mind. Be authentic when somebody asks you about your story. I would say with story, story is universal. And again, it's like what we, what we preach on. Fundamentally, we're so much more alike than we are different. If we can understand that, we can all love each other a little bit more. There'll be less hate in the world and understand that we all have a story to tell. Nobody's as worse or better than the other. It's just different and it's unique to you. And last word, millennial. Ooh, I love I, this word. Yeah. Listen, I'm biased. I think we're like the best. I know. Uh, you know, when I think of the word millennial, I think of resilience. Yeah. Oh my God, Melissa, you just read my oh, mind. Really? That was crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. That was crazy. I literally was saying <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. Listen, we're a generation absolutely. that we has been. Lot. 
through a lot and we have disrupted probably every industry possible. And I love that about our generation. So for us, we're resilient. We're not giving up. We're not backing down. And we are a generation that is literally changing the world. Like when we are 80 and 90 years old and we see our great grandchildren or grandchildren, like living this incredible life, it's thanks to our generation. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Preach to that. So funny. What a funny moment um, (laughs) that we all just had. Um, So I think, well, that just wraps up the end of this conversation. Um, Mel, I'm not sure if you want to add on to it, um, but I'm so happy that we just were able to get to this moment of the podcast and just fully understand the mission and the heart of we are millennial women and just everything that you're striving towards achieving for the women of our generation. Um, again, I'm so honored to know you guys as well. And I'm just cannot wait to see what happens a year from now, five years from now and say, you know, I was there at one point. (laughs) Oh, Barbie, you guys are awesome. Like I said, and mentioned in the beginning of this conversation, we were just so honored that you guys reached out And, you know, it's so beautiful to stay connected with Barbie. And now, you know, for you guys in this new endeavor, like we're just so excited for you guys and to see how this is going to grow and expand the magazine Mm -hmm. and, you know, just keep on pushing through, like keep on showing up and showing out and you'll see the progression, you know, year after year. But I'm just really, really excited. Right, Mel? Oh my gosh. Yeah. They have going on. It's going to be awesome. I think this is going to be great. You know, Barbie, as you know, we we love and adore you so much and, and we're so proud of you and for your journey and, and really you fulfilling yourself in every way. And, mm-hmm. and Mel, it's such a pleasure, you know, to meet you and be connected to you. And this is what it's about. It's about community. Mm-hmm. Know that you have us, Stephanie and I, but also the millennial women community to, to lean on um, and never accept failure as your final destination. That doesn't exist. Keep pressing forward, know your worth and your value and demand it. Ladies mm-hmm. demand it. You know, Barbie, you were there from the beginning. You saw us and, um, and, and, and it's a struggle, but it's, it's, you got to keep pressing forward. You have to have to, if this was, if this calling was placed on your heart, you must execute on it. That's something Stephanie and I really learned, you know, it was given to us for a reason. If it wasn't going to be for us, it would have been given to somebody else. If it was given to us, we must execute, be obedient to the calling, lean on your faith when things get tough and press forward. And uh, I'm so proud of you, ladies. This is going to be great for you guys. Thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. You two are so amazing. I love the way you speak. You guys flow so well together. And just everything you said, I feel like we are meant to have this conversation because I needed to hear this. And thank you, Barbie, for connecting me with them. I cannot wait to, like, you know, our relationship to grow. And yeah. um it towards now since we're in the end if you want to just please share with our audience how to connect with you guys your instagram website your podcast just so we make sure everyone can get connected with you too absolutely so you can follow us on instagram at we are millennial women and you will be able to find all the links to find our podcast which is millennial women talk and we will be airing season three really really soon so make sure you are subscribed Um, If also you're interested in starting a podcast, go to heypodcaster.com. We absolutely love, love, love to help future podcasters succeed in this space. And I think that's all right, Mel. I think that's, 
you know, the best, the best way to reach us and stay connected. And we'd love to stay connected with you guys. Absolutely. You. And our DMs are always open too. We always have to share Always that. open. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys.